All right, and then uh, one and one other little thing before the. Well, anyway. Okay, one. one okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do one more. Uh, one Ooh, more. Puck one is getting uh, the newsy jitters. All right, Parker's so. Parker's pulling a clump. <laughs> Check. Oh yeah. Matt, I don't think that's gonna cut it. Sounds good. <laughs> Great levels. Great levels. That'll work. You guys ready to start the show? I, I don't know. Matt, how are you doing that with your voice? <laughs> wow, that's intense. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. Repo man's always intense. <laughs> go, go get me. What? <laughs> <laughs> be, be a good boy and go get me a sandwich, would you? You're trying to do, uh. Diablo's coming! <laughs> Just be a good boy and go get your pappy sandwich. Get your pappy. <laughs> Poppy, you know you can't have sandwiches, the doctor God said. God damn it, boy, go get me a sandwich. <laughs> but the doctor. I don't give a goddamn what the doctor said. But Doctors have been lying to me for years. But. Said I had a problem with my heart. Well, it's still beating, ain't it? But. <laughs> but. I keep thinking you're going to interrupt me. <laughs> I didn't no, have anything to I'm say. I'm going to stop right in time for you to respond. But uh, um, I'm a okay. kind man. <laughs> Just have a rough exterior. <laughs> Very wheezy voice. Wheezy voice. Grandpa, you Ooh. should just breathe in and out. Just relax. <laughs> This is the worst thing. This is by far the worst thing you guys have ever done. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be so quick to say that, boy. But not young. Where are you? Cut your hair. I was about to say, we are we are officially, what, two minutes in? Yes. I hate all of you. Oh, God. I hate you, too, you hippie son of a bitch. <laughs> Hip. You know what? I, I'm not going to tell that story. Never mind. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I hate being called a hippie because I fucking hate hippies. Uh, and on that note, hey, everybody, really? welcome to Keep calling you a hippie. That's not an opinion that I would expect Chris Clump to have. Oh, uh, I fucking hate hippies so goddamn. <laughs> really? Tonight. Hippies really piss me off. Why? Tonight. Like, what about them? Tonight uh, on Enter the Critic, <laughs> we talk to Chris Clump and how and why he hates hippies. <laughs> no, uh, and how and why he fucking hates goddamn hippies. <laughs> goddamn hippies. Damn hippies. But first, uh. let's look at Chris's childhood. <laughs> well, well, I'm little Chris Clump. I sounded Born nothing like that. I'm just walking wrong, down the street. Wrong European. Hey, hey, here's a gang that. of hippies. We don't mess you up, little kid. <laughs> but I don't Let's love. kill his parents. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was so, on that day that Chris realized he had a burning hatred <laughs> for hippies after they brutally murdered his parents. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. 
Uh, my name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, Chris's brother Matt Klump. Matt, Matt I have a okay. Yeah, bro. No. You don't remember? Some, you don't remember your brother? You don't remember no. your own brother? Well, I, you bet. You better remember your other brother, Parker. <laughs> Parker Klump. So now I have. Now I have. Okay. And combined, we are the Clumps. The Clumps. <laughs> Clumpy. Okay, this is not where I thought we were going. You can hear us coming from miles away. We're clumping on your doorstep. (laughs) Clump all over the place. Oh, oh God. Uh, This week's movie is... Get the clump out. (laughs) That's an old saying that our family has. That's an old family joke. (laughs) Old old family saying. This week's movie is Mistaken for Strangers. Uh, Before we get into that... Parker, what do you got for us? News. All right. So first, David Koechner, who we all know and love from the Anchorman films. Yes. And, and a bunch of other things, obviously. Uh, will lead young troops in a movie entitled Scouts vs. Zombies. What? So now I know we've said that we're kind of at the Done. tail end of the zombie yep. phase. Kind of tired of zombies. However, you know, I love it, David Koechner. He is very funny. And... To see him as a leader of Boy Scouts. Cam- counselor. <laughs> that, yeah. that makes it even weirder. Yeah, I, I I think that could be fun. Scout leader Rogers. Did you ever see the picture, the drawing of the kids on like a play set? Yes, fighting right. off zombies? That's immediately what I think of when I think of this concept. Yes. And it's actually something that I would watch. Yep, so. I like it. Yep. Now let me guess, uh, serious drama? Uh, blend of horror and comedy. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> So uh, you just <laughs> moving in from from David Koechner, a uh, friend of his from the Anchorman movies. Will Ferrell will be joining John C. Riley again and Woo! Adam McKay, and they are going to be playing in a movie called Border Guards. Okay, uh, I, you know what? <laughs> this there's no way this I'm, can go wrong. I'm already excited. This is already going to be the comedy of the year. So yeah, it's going to be two two hapless but earnest friends who decide to give purpose to their lives by protecting America's borders. Are they what sounds incredible. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds absolutely uh, in the process they find themselves accidentally stranded in Mexico somehow without identification and must sneak back into the United States. This this is perfect. <laughs> this is great. I am on board one hundred percent for this film. Yeah, this sounds great. So uh yeah, I just love that that three person team. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Will and John and then Adam McKay Helping to write and direct or whatever he usually does, it's a it's a great that's a great group. that's a great comedy team right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be one of those movies where the I, I would actually want it on DVD because you guarantee there's going to be so many right. outtakes. Yeah, the outtakes will be like another forty minutes of a movie. That's what makes anytime John C. Riley's in something. Yes, that's the I, thing, I, yeah. I, I, like have you guys ever seen uh, um, the Boogie Nights DVD? No. They actually no. have a, it's called the John C. Riley Files, and it's like an hour of wow. stuff that was cut out because it was just like John C. Riley just riffing That's right, awesome. and being funny. And like, th- that movie is not a comedy, but right. every time right. John C. Riley shows up, it yeah. becomes a comedy for that scene. Well, it's just like, I don't really care about Talladega Nights. Right. Like, the movie itself is not right. that funny, but the the deleted scenes are hilarious <laughs> of just Absolutely. him and Will Ferrell goofing off. I mean, the, we laugh so much. A lot of like some of their movies fall into the category of like, like Matt usually says about the movie Hot Rod, where it's like these movies are great. 
when you watch them like, like a YouTube, YouTube compilation right. of all the best parts. But um, but yeah, you know they're they're just great together. I just Absolutely, like scene, but, Absolutely. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, Star Trek three writers are working Ooh. on a new version of Flash Gordon. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. So, so slow that brain train down. Now this what? is the writers. These are the writers. So they're right. But you know they they are they are deciding to revamp Flash Gordon because they feel like now is the perfect time considering that we have Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, where you have kind of a humorous slash serious sci-fi space thing. So they're like perfect timing. We'll bring back Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll I, see. I, yeah, I, I, I have really mixed feelings about this because I, I almost feel like this is going to go the same route as John Carter, right. where the movie could be good, but right. nobody knows enough about the source material to care. Right. Because there hasn't been a Flash Gordon anything. No. There was a TV show. There well, was, yeah. No, no, I mean, there was a remake TV show. Oh, was show. there? Yeah, like since that one in the past. Okay. Like, there was one. I don't know. Um, we should look it up. See, every time that I picture Flash Gordon, I actually just, the image in my head is Zod from the uh, Superman movie. Right, right. So, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I know uh, next to nothing sorry. about Flash Gordon. So, 2007, 2008, there was a short-lived TV series. I mean, okay. you could tell just from this picture it was horrible. Oh, God, yeah, that is awful. <laughs> it, it looks like, it just looks like, uh, you know, a UPN <laughs> Yeah, WB like, show. Like a bunch of committee members got together and be like, well, "All right, we got Flash Gordon. Uh, we need to make it. We need to make it appealing to tweens, uh, and, and we need uh, the entire show to be made in a uh, budget of ten thousand dollars." Yeah, yeah. So this is all going to get Perfect. shot in somebody's uh, backyard. Yeah, a lot of green screen. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. Uh, apparently, uh, the guy, uh, somebody. Somebody working on this, I don't know if it's the one, Payne or the other guy, McKay, one of the writers has claimed that this new version will reclaim Flash Gordon from its from his current reputation in the way that Tim Burton redirected the public conception of Batman. That's a bold That's statement. huge. That is a bold, because I don't know if you guys remember, you might not be old enough to remember, but when Batman first came out, it was like... That was huge. That was huge. Right. I, th- I think they did the numbers, and like every, I think it was like one, or no, it was like three but, out of four Americans saw Batman but when it what, came out. But what was the public perception a of Batman? A joke. But before that, it because was Adam, the, Adam West. West. Because of the TV right. show. Adam West. Like, Batman Adam was West a TV joke. Show. Even yes. though the comics were actually pretty dark yeah, the before comic, the Tim Burton The comics movie. were always dark, but the only people that knew that were the very small percentage of comic right. readers. Yeah, at that point, uh, the comic, because the... the, the the comics boom hadn't happened yet. Like yeah, the right. '90s comic boom hadn't happened yet. So, like, not many people read Batman, um, and so when it came out, everybody was expecting Adam West, right? You know, right. funny schlock. And what they right. got was Tim Burton's Batman. Which I mean, is- and even if you went to a store as as a completely oblivious, you know, non comic person, and were like, "I'm going to read a Batman movie," you have a like. You, you have like movie. a you have like a three in ten chance of picking out an awesome one, right? You, you're much more likely to pick out one where you're like, okay, this I don't is just it. whatever. Yeah. Like this is just yeah. fine. Like it's not great, but like like there's there's some amazing Batman comics, 
But it's not 100%. No, no. Well, <laughs> not everyone Not everyone you're picking up so is the killing joke. almost all. Yes, comics. exactly. You know, but, yeah. you know, as, as, as great as the best Batman stories are, there's yeah. some really awful yeah, stories. Yeah, there are. So, you know. But it's like the, the idea that they're making that claim, because that's, that's Yeah, that is huge. a big claim. That is huge, so. We'll see. Uh, here, uh, I'm hoping. Good. I As mean, a we're diehard talking... Flash Gordon fan for all my life. It's <laughs> about time he gets the Listen, respect there... he deserves from public opinion. There are two Flash Gordon nerds on this planet. All right, they don't listen to this show. Right. I know them personally. I have them on a watch list. Uh, <laughs> How does the theme song go? I was trying to listen. No, to I have it. no idea. Oh, it, well, I mean, I don't know if it's the one they use for the show, but that that Queen song is like Flash. Defender of the Universe. Yes. I don't think Which that's the flash. theme song. Now that I'm thinking about I it mean, and remembering I've, it, I don't that, know. That's, that has to be what they based the Nightman song off of. <laughs> Dayman. Ah, fighter of the Nightman. Ah, yeah, because Flash Gordon. of the Sun. Flash Gordon was a, like a TV serial back in like the 50s, wasn't it? Like it, I mean that's that's old school. We nineteen eighty. Really, what? I thought there was. I thought it was way older than that. Maybe this is a film. Yeah, that's the film. Oh, okay. There was a movie. Okay, so yeah, fifty four, fifty five, but then seventy nine to eighty two, ah. and that's the one that has the scenes everybody remembers most. Okay, okay. And so that could very well. Uh, I mean that that is at that time period. Like, there's no reason. Yeah, there's. It, could not be that. Yeah, that's a good point. So, oh well, hey, I mean, that that's how. I mean, I'm, I'm all about sci-fi, and Flash Gordon is for what little I know about it is very sci-fi. Yeah, so. I, and, and if you look at it like the Batman thing, I mean, as ridiculous of a claim that is, like Flash Gordon that we know is like campy Batman, right? Like, this it's is silly, true. campy Batman. So, like, to think that it went and like I don't know enough about Flash Gordon comics. I don't think there's this amazing awesome material that's hidden from everyone right though. yeah <laughs> the way that there is with, and this like, is the, the the same guys who are writing the third star trek movie yeah okay so that's okay interesting so. I'm, uh, you know what i'm on board I'm yeah looking we'll forward see to it. um okay another quick thing um universal will be using paul walker's brothers to finish fast and the furious seven oh, that okay apparently they look Pretty similar. Pretty I mean, similar. I mean, they're brothers. Clearly, why don't they just take some DNA from the crash scene? And <laughs> oh quote. God, that's that. You went, you went way darker than what? I thought you were going to go. What? Yeah. That's listen. Ho- ho- the, this is not the f- you. You could kill the clone after it's done. Oh God, Matt. Um, I, I mean, I'm not suggesting that we just introduce a new Paul Walker into the world just for. You know, shits and giggles. You would film it and then be done with it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Inse- uh, no, not Inception. Prestige, bro. <laughs> so, now, like, you know how I mean. Do. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. So, like, uh, <laughs> uh, whoops. I mean, I, I like. I think that would be. I think that's probably an awesome thing. As his brothers, I'm sure that that's something right. they would want to do. Like to be like, we helped our brother out. You know, like right. in, me- in memory of him, sort of. Well, that's cool. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Or maybe I mean, this it's, is maybe it's this more is like not... they always had a sibling rivalry, and they're like, "I'm going to do a better job than he ever would have." Wow, that also is really horrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't see how it's that horrible. It's pretty horrible. Yeah. Pretty horrible. <laughs> listen, listen. This is not 
this is not the la- this is not the first time that Hollywood has done something like this. Every single time an actor dies in the middle of production, the producers get together and go, mm. "What's the cheapest way we can finish?" I, I this? think the saddest, you know, one of the saddest things about John Belushi's death is that it gave rise to Jim Belushi's career. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's not even that horrible because <laughs> uh, it's that bad. No, yeah, it is that bad. <laughs> My, I, uh, I agree with that. I, I I always think of how they how they finished um, uh, Bruce Lee's The Game of Death, where they just they just hired just some random Asian guy and like they were like all right we'll change the story around that he has to wear disguises all the time and uh, yeah. the main character will fake his own death. We can use footage from Bruce Lee's actual funeral, right? Like they're not that's not going to be in poor taste. Wow, <laughs> like it's that's it's, it's really awful. Okay, up next we have Robin Williams. Oh yeah, I read about Mrs. this. Mrs. Doubtfire sequel. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> just just when I thought that Hollywood couldn't scrape any further, they do it again. <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. Alright, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many of us match watched Make a match, make a make me a match. Okay, apparently Matt did. Find me a fine, catch me a catch. Let's say Harvey Firestein. Oh my God, he plays you're gonna this, look fabulous. He plays the same character in every movie. Mom. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's part of Independence Day. Yeah, that's it. well, no, but it's seamless. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it could be either character. So, how, how many of us watched uh, Mrs. Doubtfire multiple times? Multiple oh, yeah. times. Yep, yep. I don't know why we uh, all raised our hands. So they can hear us doing that. <laughs> apparently, at the Raise time, apparently at the time, Ryan Williams said he seemed doubtful, saying that they could never write it. <laughs> Did he? At the time, doubtful? he said he said that they they would never be able to write a sequel. Oh that, yeah, but that was when it came out. Yeah, because because the the the, the Mrs. Doubtfire canon is so. Yeah, you want to really respect that <laughs> that uh, that storyline. Well, to be to be, I guess I don't know. Like I don't know. Like if it's really, I honestly I forget how it ends. I, mean, I don't know. If, well, no, no, I don't know about that. But I don't know if this is like a thing. I I didn't really follow this closely enough. But like I feel like I hear a lot more people complaining about sequels now than than in the past. And I wonder if there's just more sequels now. Oh, uh, I, I, that's a thing, I right? Just, yeah, definitely okay. a thing. So, like, maybe that that was the reason because he's like, "Why would you do that?" Because like back then it was like, "No, we'll just make another awesome intellectual property." Like, right. just do Jumanji. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, okay, exactly. Like, let's just move on to another story. No, let's just do a sequel because this one was really popular. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just take the safe route and just do a sequel. But now it seems like we're getting, and, and more and more now we're getting sequels to movies that are. 15 plus years old in this case it's like what 25 nostalgia is a hell of a drug this is true this is true we are we are a culture choking on our own nostalgia (laughs) Ooh, 90s things Ooh, ooh, ooh. yes but we we predicted this because we were saying like the 80s are drying up there's only so much property in the 80s and apparently they are going to get chris columbus really really interesting really well hey they're bringing that they get pierce brosnan back Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> yes. If they get Pierce what, Brosnan, what else does he have? Harvey Firestein and uh, um, what's her face? Sally was it Sally Fields? Sally Fields. Sally Fields. If they get all of them back. Get the I whole cast like, well, back. I have get the to original. Watch it now. Get, the, get, get the kids back. Yep. Get all those kids back. <laughs> the the screenwriter that's going to be working on the screenplay is the guy who made who wrote Elf. So that's okay, good, that's a good. That's a good. What movie. what they're not telling you is, is the story is going to take place literally five minutes after the end of the right. first movie. It's going to be <laughs> seamless. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Yeah. So well, we'll see. 
Um, well, that's something that's happening. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I mean, speaking of like '90s stuff, uh, I guess I'm going to do a shotgun review later of the Raid Two, and mm. uh, I was chauffeured by uh, Exit the Critic host and uh, media mogul of Enter the Critic, Michael Karstetter. Face Facebook extraordinaire. Facebook extraordinaire. <laughs> That's right. And 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 his, his, wait, in his, in his amazing neon? Yes. In, <laughs> that is ooh, a nice the car. The smoothest ride. Um, and his the iPod, luxury of his iPod, his iPod, alas, finally crapped out on him, <laughs> so we were listening to 90s Pandora. Oh, God. <laughs> 90s, and let me tell you something. 90s music does not hold up. No. It no, really, it, it really, like, it doesn't. And I can say that safely as someone that has serious radio. I very rarely will stop on the 90s station. What, 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 what I love about, like, the serious 90s station is, like, the DJs have no clue what to do. Because 90s music, there's no continuity like there right. was in the 80s. So it's like, all right, we had Tony Braxton. Uh, up next, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no mission. I mean, yeah, it, it has some nostalgic appeal, but, like, on the other hand, a lot of it's just, like, I, like I would agree with you as far as like hit like top Billboard hits, but yes, like nineties alternative what? is like where no. it's at. Yeah, nineties alternative is good. There's there's yeah, lots, but that also of, there's died lots of in genres Like that's half the decade. Yeah, there's lots of subgenres that were yeah. lesser played that from the nineties that are right. very good. But yeah, right. it, being it, of like purely like nineties right. pop, like Hanson. Like, when, you take, when you take away. <laughs> When you take away the cute, like, oh, remember how we like to sing that song? Like, it's not a, it's not a good. There song are so many, there are so many pop songs in the '90s that I'm like, I never want to hear that song again. And there's something about the production too that's like yep. very off-putting. Like, it's very. I feel like that's when pop production kind of took a turn for oh. the super sterile. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not as bad now as it was then. And like, the hits we got were like, oh god, if I have, oh, I remember yeah. back then, I'm like, if I have to listen to this. Chumbawamba song one more yeah. time. <laughs> I'm gonna hurl myself out a window. Anyway, that was my little side rant. If you nineties music screw the nineties. I don't heart the nineties. <laughs> so kidding. you were all right. And uh just to lead us into our first trailer. Ooh, here we go. Uh there will be a clip teasing X Men Days of Future Past after Amazing Spider Man two. Oh, so they're now they said, "Do not think of this as a Marvel uh, post-credit tease. The, this is not an indication of a collaboration. Oh, but you right. know it but, is. <laughs> but it is like a way, I guess, for these two, like two studios to maybe try to band together against Marvel Studios. Which is stupid. Why would you do this? Just sell <laughs> it, make the money, and cut and run. Like." <laughs> Just give it back to Marvel. Yeah, already. they're 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 <laughs> crushing it right now. But like, if if this if this would lead to some kind of collaboration, that would be such a weird thing to try to band together, and then what? Tell all the stories that involve only X Men and Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> there are some, but then you also have to pretend that the Avengers don't exist. Right. And then Avengers have and to continue to pretend that the X Men, <laughs> yes, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man doesn't exist. Spider-Man like, who was like, an Avenger at some point, like, and like yeah. and like as far as like comic book recognizability, like before these movies, like Spider-Man, I think is number one. Oh, absolutely. So like, absolutely. So like, they already have the most number one. It's so annoying that they can't just mention him. He's like the most popular Marvel character. And yeah, like, 
and like the concept of X Men, like at least for the younger people, like with with all the video games and cartoons and stuff. That Old have been Man out, Parker here. Like those those have been like, you know, like they're recognizable too. So it's like the two of the more recognizable properties. Like I don't feel like Iron Man was super recognizable before the movie. No. No, not like really. My, Iron Man was just my like, okay. My parents didn't know who he was. Yeah, my right. parents wouldn't have known who he was either. But now it's like, oh, Iron Man, oh, yeah. he's the best. Yeah, exactly. Like And like Captain America and Hulk, sort of. I mean, Hulk definitely because of the show, but like Captain America. Captain that, America. I don't think yeah. people knew him other than he had red, white, and blue on. Yeah, you know very, I mean? very, very few people would have known any, much beyond he was a character. So like it's just like, it. you got to get Spider-Man back. Uh, just give it back. But again, but again Marvel, Marvel Studios is slowly acquiring them. I mean, in... in, in well, the, the, here's the other weird thing. X-Men Days of Future Past is going to have Quicksilver in it, and they just teased... I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Captain America, you're an idiot. But they, <laughs> but they teased Quicksilver, Quicksilver at the end of that. Quicksilver, yeah. So, like, and he's already in... So it's like, now we're even running into where it's like characters are repeating from one movie to the next. right. But it's a completely different. Uh, uh, when yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that in, in the trailer talk. But it's like in in the Days of Future Past, he's a young man in the seventies, and in the Marvel uh, in in the next Marvel movie that they're doing with Quicksilver, he's a, a small child in like today. Today, yeah. <laughs> so it's obviously two very different characters, right. even though they're the same True, character. But it is the same character, clearly. Yeah, so yeah it, it, Days it's of just Future Past version looks ridiculous oh he looks oh, so dumb yeah, he plus have you trash. seen all that have you seen all that dumb marketing they did with yeah, like burger king burger that was how king? they that was how they debuted the character really i uh, didn't see yeah. this what, what it's basically an that? ad where he was like he just moved really fast and like was eating a hamburger or some dumb crap like he spilled uh. he's like was eating the burger sloppily so right. he like spilled the bacon and stuff and he was like oh, he, <laughs> he was like <laughs> what like put it back together? Yeah, no, yeah. he was like he was like eating the bacon out of out of the air. Oh, <laughs> like how dumb. how dumb is that? That's super dumb. I, like I that's almost... like that's like. I mean, speaking of like the nineties, that's like nineties level marketing. When yeah. you're like, when you're yeah. like when you're like oh we'll it's just Tim, do a silly yeah, but like it's Tim Burton's Batman and <laughs> it, like the Batmobile pulls up to like a McDonald's. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Al's that would calls be. And he's like, your burger's ready, sir. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's one hundred percent. What does this have to do <laughs> with the movie at all? To that's anyone, so true. to anyone under the age of twenty right now, if you want to know what the nineties, what that that encompasses the good chunk of the nineties yeah, right there. Absolutely, that every movie ad, that came out, no matter how serious. Had like a silly advertisement for Sears. Yep. It had some. It had some. Oh, he's pulling up to Sears to pick up his new washer dryer combo. <laughs> and and it was like un un like unacceptable marketing to children because like bat the, the first right. Batman movie is not a uh, kids no. movie, but like hey, get your Batman toys Did- and your Batman Happy Meal. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Penguin being like ah yeah like eating like, raw right, fish I mean, and really, sexually harassing women. Ah, left I right. wish I had Long John Silver. <laughs> really, when you think about it, like the Chris Nolan Batman movies, at least compared to the first, you know, the Burton ones, aren't that much darker. I mean, I guess they no, have kind of a, they're a little, little bit of, like a little bit more of a grounded tone, but right, not right. not any darker, really. No. And you didn't see like, you know, the the Nolan Batman like oh, Come absolutely. get your Batman happy meal. You didn't see the tumbler roll up through drive through. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, didn't God. see the bat tumbler roll up to McDonald's. But you <laughs> would have saw that. You would have saw oh, that yeah, back, back in 1993. Oh, yes. Most certainly. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. Most certainly. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
Why don't we get into since since we just had X Men news? Why don't we get into some trailers? Yep. Uh, first trailer, X Men: Days of Future Past. The final trailer. The final trailer. The X Men send Wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event. Prevent an event that results in doom for both humans and mutants. All right. Just going down the cast list here briefly. We have Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, Peter Dinklage, James McAvoy, Nicholas Holt, Hugh Jackman, Ellen Page, Holly Berry, Ian McKellen. Yep, it's about time. This like has she done anything else recently? Uh, Patrick Stewart, Kelsey Grammer's back. Oh, rumored. Oh, I I want him back. He was the best. Oh yeah, Uh, he was the only redeemable quality of X Men Three. Yep, I agree. Um, so. I have finally bitten the bullet, and I finally sat down and watched X-Men First Class. Mm. X3 was so awful and so terrible, just everything about it was wrong, uh, that I refused to watch X-Men Origins Wolverine. And after I heard about that, Smart. I said, Very that's a good, that good, a choice. good, good choice. Good, good after decision. I read what they did or you know, talked to people who saw I'm like, okay, yep, you destroyed one of my favorite characters, Deadpool. You destroyed him, so there's no reason for me to go see that. And then when X-Men First Class came out, I was like, well, we're done. We're done with this series. I don't know why. I'm not going to go see it. Um, And then on the strength of the Days of Future Past trailers, I went, I guess I'm going to have to see this. So I finally did see it, and I was like, damn, I wish I would have seen this like when it first came out. It's really good. Yeah, it is good. And also you're forgetting about the other, like, oft-forget- Forgotten X Men movie Wolverine, the Wolverine, the Wolverine. Yes. Wolverine. Oh, was that different from Wolverine X Men Origins? Yeah, yeah. It was like it's it was a like sequel. a couple it came years out like ago. Lo- like, no, no, it was I like mean, last year. The was Wolverine it, was it after First Class? Yeah, really? Yeah, it came out oh. like last year. The so Wolverine. The, there was three um, X Men properties that I ignored. Wow. Yeah, the Wolverine is actually pretty decent. Oh, is it's it? like uh, yeah. it's more about his time in Japan, right? Yeah, oh, okay. With uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. 2013. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm confused though. I haven't read a whole lot. I don't, you know, want to get too much spoiled or whatever. But I'm right. confused because my impression is that the past part of X Men: Days of Future Past would take place. After X Men First Class, right? Because um, okay, in in the original comic book run of Days of Future Past, which I kind of know about, um, the past was the 1990s, and the future was this. I think like uh, post apocalyptic. Right. Yeah, literally, because Apocalypse shows up. Yeah, apocalypse. Um, that, that's like what, like that's like with Bishop and stuff. Yeah, right? Forge. Yeah, right. So like, they had to they had to change a lot of stuff because like you're not going to introduce Forge. Right. You're not going to introduce Bishop right. or Apocalypse or Cable. I think Cable right, had cable. something to do with it. Although I've read that um, they're going to maybe do Apocalypse eventually. Eventually, but mm-hmm. like there's no way they could do it for this movie. Yeah, that and not make it a four hour film. Right. So in the original comic book run, um. Bishop works for the Sentinels uh, capturing mutants, and then, like, they turn on him because he is a mutant. Right. Uh, and then Forge sends him back in time to stop everything, and it all right. it all has something to do with an assassination. Right. Right. There's no way all of that is going to be in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's too many but characters. I mean, I'm just confused. Because yeah, like, is it set after First Class, yeah, though, is the question. I, I'm just speaking, like, purely oh, according oh, oh. to the movies. 
I would assume this? so for but, various reasons but, with the show in the but, trailer. But uh, Xavier's walking. That's what I mean. I'm assuming so it takes place before. To me. Right, but it but is weird. Bef- if it takes place before, oh, yeah, then right. why it, does Xavier hate Magneto? Uh, Magneto? You're right. You're right. Because so they were totally like good dudes right up huh. until the end yeah. of, of I'm going first to class. guess. It's confusing mm. to me. Hmm. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure we'll. Fi- I'm sure there'll be some uh, sure mutation. Give us some explanation. Yeah, they'll give us some explanation. Yeah, I'm. I'm more. Unless they go back further, that's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. Like they get back. He gets back to when he's like in a wheelchair, and then it's like, oh, I need to go back further. <laughs> I need oh. to go back to when you're walking. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot easier if you're walking. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm just excited for. Oh, a lot of different reasons, but my, the main reason, uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Super. I don't know exactly who he's playing. He's playing, uh, I forget the, what's yeah. the character's name. The guy name? who created the sentence. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, where is he? He's he's right above. Bolivar Trask. Trask yeah, Industries. Trask, yeah, that's Trask it. Industries. Yes, okay. Which I think is in the comic, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, so I can't really remember. Um. But yeah, I, I well anything with Peter Dinklage in it, I I will see just automatically <laughs> gets on my list uh, to see. And as much as I I hate to say it, I still love the idea of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because he is Wolverine in my eyes Wolverine. now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even though most of the stuff he's done is Wolverine, I've, I've hated. always um, yeah I, I've always said that the best part of the X Men movies is the casting. Yeah, right. It's, it's uh, very few of the characters do I have like a problem with. Even some of the smaller ones, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's a really good representation. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Anna Packin is Packin. also gonna Packwin is also gonna show up. Oh, oh, as, as, pass for like a half a second as Rogue. Yeah. Huh. I figured yeah. everybody from the first two movies, or at least from the second movie, is going to show up since Brian Singer's directing this one as well. He directed right. X two. Uh, which is the only reason why people liked <laughs> X2. Yeah. I I need to go back and see it. I was I was I think I was commenting to my wife about how much I hated it, and she's like, "Well, you should see it again because it actually is really good." I think you're just mad because X3 was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So here, so here's the update on the the post credit teaser. All right. Mark Webb, the franchise director for Amazing Spider-Man. Get um, it, Webb? Huh? Had an existing contract with Fox Searchlight to helm another film following 2009's 500 Days of Summer. So, like, he was supposed to do a sequel to that, I guess? All right. Or just another film, like, from Fox Searchlight. Maybe not not a sequel, but just another film. Right, right. Okay. Um, But after Amazing Spider-Man in 2012... Web negotiation briefly stalled with Sony as he was caught in a tug of war with Fox. Eventually, Fox agreed to allow Web to direct Sony's sequel, but only if Sony would promote X Men film for free. Huh? So they're promoting this after Spider Man for free, for free, and that's how they're letting Mark Web get out of his previous contract. Damn, that's a that's a hell of a deal. So yeah, well. We'll see, but I mean, it's going to be weird that they're not going to be connected. It's going to be so dumb. That is that is that is very stupid. Like it's just going to be just like a clip from like it's going to be watching a teaser trailer at the end of a movie instead of at the beginning, and just yeah. be like, 
Okay. All right. This is this will have nothing. Like Spider Man's not going to show up in this. Right. Right. Because that would be yeah. too. Yeah, cool, that probably. would be amazing. That would be too fun. <laughs> like we can't have that. But you uh, can even have Spider Man show up in a way that doesn't mean you're going to collaborate. Do you know? Like you could just have like, like you could just have it be like really, really like whatever. Like s- at some point in the Spider Man film, some damage happens. And then we, and then l- you later see like the guys from X Men walking by that damage. Like that would have been just so simple right. in a way to slightly connect them enough that you'd be like, oh, it's the same universe. Well, th- I mean, I, I I remember when Avengers was being made, they were trying to do something similar to that with Spider Man and the Avengers, right. and then Fox screwed the deal up. Right. And Marvel's like, well, we're we're making the biggest movie ever. We don't need you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. That's true. So. so anyway, well, I'm looking forward to it, I guess, nonetheless. Yeah, even though that, that marketing ploy is very strange, um, I'm I'm super stoked for Days of Future Past, which comes out soon, actually, May 23rd. Uh, so, yeah. That's a little over a month away. Yep. Next trailer we watched, Gone Girl. On the occasion of his fifth wedding anniversary... Nick Dunn reports that his wife, Amy, has gone missing. Under pressure from the police and a growing media frenzy, Nick's portrait of a blissful union begins to crumble. Soon his lies, deceits, and strange behavior have everyone asking the same dark question. Did Nick kill his wife? Oh, I thought the question was make gone girl? Gone girl. Yo, you gone girl? (laughs) Girl, Girl, you you, gone. Girl, you so gone. Girl. <laughs> this movie stars Ben Affleck, Rosamond Pike, Rosamond, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry. Oh, that's upsetting. Uh, what? He and, was in the first Star Trek. You didn't. And hate uh, you that. know what? You know what? It pains me to this day. Um, <laughs> He's only in it for like a couple minutes. Hey, and he hey, barely did anything. Yeah, he had more than one line. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, the movie is directed by the great David Fincher. If you don't know who David Fincher is, why are you listening to this podcast? Hey, hey! All we right, need I'll, all, I'll we go need all over. the listeners. We good can point. Get. Good point. David <laughs> if you Fincher. don't know who David Fincher is, read Wikipedia and continue yes. listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, he did such great films as Fight Club, Seven, The Social Network. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he's done. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yes, yes. Well, oh. the 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 American the remake, remake. the re- American remake. Um, and let's so. not forget his magnum opus, Alien Three. Ha <laughs> uh, That's gotcha, true, Chris. That's right. Hey, Alien gotcha. Three is an okay movie if you watch the so, pseudo director's cut. It's okay. I've I've watched it. It's no. not good. It's, it's still okay. Good. It's no, okay. It's not good. I didn't say it was good. I but said it's it was not okay. even okay. Just it's, stop. It's no, not okay. It's not. It's not, a, it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. <laughs> It's basically like now. It's, having said that, it's not David Fincher's fault. No, no absolutely so not. We're all, we're all if you if, if you if you watch the making of uh, Alien Three, that was fucked from the get go. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, he also did the game. The game's amazing. Right, the game's Let's amazing. talk about the game. <laughs> Let's talk about other. <laughs> Let's not look at Alien Three. Wait, so Matt, have you seen the game then? Yes, you did finally yep. watch that. Oh, I did. It's so good, so isn't damn it? Good. It is. It's very good. Oh. So yeah, also very nineties though, like true, in a good true. way, like the the best parts of like nineties thrillers. Definitely, you can't yeah. like 
bad 90s movies are very distinct. This is a good 90s right. movie. Uh, yeah. Like Seven. But the thing, Fight Club. <laughs> but the <laughs> thing about Alien 3, just to, te- just to end this oh. discussion, is if it, they would have called it something else, yes, it would have been an okay film. If they would have just, if it would have just been like space, space monster, space prisoners, the movie, <laughs> space prisoners battle with monsters, <laughs> you'd be like, cool. <laughs> this isn't great, but it's okay. Yeah. But the fact that it's Alien Three, you're like, f this noise. This is yep. the worst thing ever. Uh, see, I, I, it I, even it could have it even has ha- a special place in my heart. <laughs> it could have even had the exact same cast, like, and then just called her Ridley. <laughs> Instead right. of Ripley, right. and like it would have been fine if they didn't call it. There, Alien there movie. are there are an, like an insane amount of problems uh, in in Alien Three, um, but none of them are David Fincher's fault. <laughs> okay, we're all in agreement of that. But you said it was an okay film. It's, that's what I'm still, arguing. It's still that's what okay. I'm arguing. It's not. It's, okay. not, it's not a disaster. <laughs> it's not okay. It's Chris. just stuff. I've Chris. seen far Prometheus. Prometheus is a disaster no. of a film. You this are movie, crazy. Uh, Alien you Marine. are insane. Dumb. You know what? You, you are what? saying Alien, Alien 3, 3 is better, is than, better Pr- than Prometheus. Get out. You are the worst uh, person. What? <laughs> That's you know what? Such you know what? Stupid Alien thing. Alien 3 is not even the worst Alien. Alien like Requiem was no, the worst. Here's the what, thing. the Joss Whedon one? Yeah, that one's here, terrible. No, here's the thing about that movie. Resurrection is that That movie is so much of a joke that it's enjoyable. Right. Like, Alien 3 Agreed. doesn't come across as a joke. It's exactly. like, this is going to be a, a solid almost, continuation no, no. of the Alien franchise. Alien, Alien, the, the fourth horrible. Alien movie was so bad, I almost walked out of my own living Dude, room. Dude, there's, <laughs> there's a scene where Ripley shoots a three-point <laughs> shot behind the back. <laughs> You actually, can't take that movie even one no. iota. You know what's really funny about exactly. that? She actually did that. that was I know. Not, that was I know. Not, and uh, they freaked out, and it sucks too because they didn't. They didn't, they didn't frame didn't, it they right. Didn't frame it so that you could see the whole shot. Yeah, but she actually pulled that shot yeah. off. Oh, uh, but no, that movie. Okay, anyway. but that movie's a silly. It's it's supposed to be like it's not supposed. You know to be what? The you most know what? Well, we need film. to wrap this up so I can go home and watch Alien Three now. <laughs> Just my, for that, my or blue, never stop. My Blu-ray you, copy. I can't believe you're going <laughs> to stick with the, the opinion that Prometheus is worse than Alien 3. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Uh, uh, no, that's the dumbest crazy, opinion. That's crazy, so but accurate. Oh, my God. All right. Let's <laughs> so anyway, let's go. Yeah, Gone, gone what Girl. What are we talking about? We're oh, talking yeah, about Gone, gone Girl. girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's got Ben Affleck. And <laughs> yeah, you looks good. Okay, that. moving on. <laughs> looks good. <laughs> Did he kill his wife? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I I do like this. It's like an inverse fugitive here. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, this is how you do a trailer, though. I will say that yes. this trailer is yes. great. That is a great is a trailer. Good trailer. Um, it's just music and, and like, like scenes, <laughs> and then like uh, 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 towards the end, there's like a pseudo monologue with Ben Ben Affleck. But like that's n- it. Just, that's it. There's no it's great. S- no real story. Right. Um, given away. Mm-hmm. It's it's so damn good. Um, so I'm I'm super excited for it. Any th- anytime David Fincher comes out with something new, I always get excited. So this is coming out October third. Yes, sir. So we got plenty of time till we have to. Uh, yes, sir. To have to review it. <laughs> we got to hurry. We only have like ten minutes to review it. <laughs> hey, I don't know about you guys. Guys, there. calm down. We have plenty of time. Oh. Whew. <laughs> you guys, but sometimes I look at uh, uh, when movies are coming out, and I'm like, "Boy, this is going to be interesting to see how we pull this one off." <laughs> <laughs> right. 
two, two of them. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. Because there are times where I'm like, That's I gotta so see this. Sad. I gotta see this right after work, and then come like right oh, away. God, how are we gonna pull this off? <laughs> I worry oh, way. Boy. I worry way too much about this podcast. Buckle up, guys! <laughs> it's gonna be it's a gonna bumpy. Be, fun. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. What? Uh, You're just gonna <laughs> fucking talk about a movie, you idiot. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now it's time for our feature presentation. Oh, uh, wait. Do you want me to... Do you oh, want, I well, forgot. Do you want me to do that next episode? No, do it this episode. We'll do We'll do a shotgun now. It, it is now. timely because do it you, just came no, out. No, do it. Do, do it. Do you have a shotgun for next one? Yeah, we're doing... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're doing... Uh, All right, so... Shotgun, boom-boom-stick. Anyway, so as I mentioned earlier, I went with the esteemed Michael Karstetter to see The Raid 2. I believe we did an actual review of The Raid, correct? Yes. We actually reviewed that. Okay, so this is the sequel. The full title is The Raid 2 Barandal. Here's the synopsis. Only a short time after the first raid, Rama goes undercover with the thugs of Jakarta and plans to bring down the syndicate and uncover the corruption within his police force. So, this movie stars Iko Oias as Rama once again. Nice. Um, then a whole bunch of other... Yeah, do you know right? Yeah, a whole luck. bunch of Indonesian actors. Uh, interestingly enough, there is another returning character who really? plays or oh, another returning actor oh. who plays another character. Oh. Whoa. If you remember Mad Dog, he's the dude very, with the long hair yeah, has the, the, the it, amazing they, brutal fight scene. Yeah. He's a very brutal fighting style. He comes back in this movie Damn and he's a, straight, but he's a different character. I don't care. That actor's amazing. Yeah. Here's the thing though, I'll get this out of the way. It's my only complaint. Because it's weird. It's really unsettling to, to to to. First of all, it's it's a foreign film, so you're not always a hundred percent sure because of the language barrier of what's going on sometimes. Right, right, right. Um, so when you see him at first, you're like, "Did he survive?" <laughs> and it it takes because you know, if you saw the first one, he definitely didn't survive. No, there's no way he survived um, that fight. So, uh. You, you know, it takes you a couple minutes to realize, like, oh, okay, he's like a different guy, uh, and his char- the character itself just feels very forced. It's it's abundantly clear that Gareth Evans, the director, um, just wanted like loves just the really guy, really that guy, which is fine. Um, but it, it just felt kind of unnecessary. Otherwise, this movie, I will do a Chris Clump review here. Damn, really? Damn. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, when I came in, I saw it had like you know a two-hour, twenty-plus minute running time, and I was oh, wow. like, "Wow, what? That is such a big shift from the first one." Especially which is for like an action tight, film, tight, you do, tight. You don't want your action film to be more than ninety right. minutes. The, usually, the first movie is like under ninety minutes. It's really tight. There's no oh, fat this is on that. One hundred and fifty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's yeah. two and a half hours long. There, wow. Yeah, the first uh, movie. There, there's no fat on that screen. That script whatsoever. Here's, here's the thing, though. This movie, evidently, was actually the movie that Gareth Evans originally wanted to make before he made the first raid. Oh. He wanted to do a large-scale, like, epic epic martial arts, like, crime drama. But wow. the logistics of it and the budget was just too great, so they really, like, 
tightened it down and made it into what the Raid 1 was. When the Raid 1 was a success, you know, overseas and in America, right. um, and they got, you know, a bigger budget for this one, he was like, all right, we're going to do the movie I'm, that I'm, I want I'm to I'm making this open. Um, so, yeah, this is like, combine, you know, a modern, you know, combine like... The, the awesome, like, modern, ridiculous martial arts films that we've seen in the past, like, 10 years, like Ong Bak or uh, what's the one uh, from, like, that take, takes place in the 30s and the 40s? Oh, uh, that Kung, series. Kung Fu Hustle? No. Okay. I was really confused. Based on the real guy. Uh, oh, Ip Man. Oh, Ip Man. Oh, Ip Man. Like, yeah. Ip Man. Take, like, all those ridiculous, like, martial arts films and then combine it with, like, a crime the, the Godfather. Movie? Oh, nice. Or, like,. Okay. More specifically, like an undercover cop film, I'm thinking of like The Departed, or mm-hmm. if you want to compare it to Internal Affairs, okay, um, something like that. Because uh, basically, the plot is that Rama, who is the main character in the first film, goes undercover. Um, he's basically forced in doing it, more or less. Um, but he goes; he spends most of the film undercover, working with this crime syndicate. Actually, there's a good portion of the film that's in prison, which is pretty awesome. There are so many ridiculous, like, take all the ridiculous fight scenes from the first one and then right. multiply them by two. That's that's nuts. There are, there are some fight, I mean, they fought with a refrigerator there, at there, one point. There, yeah, <laughs> there, are, there are fight scenes, there's a fight scene that takes place entirely in a mud pit. Okay. Uh, there's a fight scene that takes place um, with hammers, with a, a girl with hammers, the guy with an aluminum... They they make the villains really good in this film, too. Okay. Because, okay. you know, obviously the Mad Dog, he was an awesome villain in the first one. But oh, there's, absolutely. like, multiple awesome villains that you're just like, how is he ever going to beat these people? <laughs> um, there's really good chase scenes, car fight scenes. Um, you heard that right? Car fight scenes. Car fight scenes. Um, That's, I thought you misspoke there for and, a second. And, yeah, it's, it's long, but it's... You never go too long without a ridiculous fight scene. Really? Honestly. Wow. Uh, there, there, again, is like not a whole lot of fat. Uh, I probably would still prefer the first one just because I do love the idea of a self-contained, really succinct movie like that, like the Die Hards. Right. Um, Trapped but, in a building type scenario. But this would come in a very, very, very close second. Wow. Uh, because it is just, it's ridiculous. I was I was really worried when they announced the sequel and, and, and started talking about what it would be about. I was really worried that it was going to get out of hand. It and does. It, no, but I mean like but in, in a, a bad good way. way. <laughs> yeah. In a very I thought it was going to get out of hand in a bad way. This, and oh, that's the other thing, like, this is one of the more violent movies I've ever seen. Well, the first one was really violent. This is much more violent than the first one wow. at times. Um, now it's not constant, but there's like parts that you're just like, what? <laughs> Did they really just do that? Why? Oh, that's, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, now. it's it's yeah, it's good. It's ridiculous. It's in the it's currently showing here at the Regal Manor 16 Theater in Lancaster. So I'm sure it's you know around yeah, wherever you are. Yeah, so to. definitely seek it out. It's worth seeing in theaters. Um, if you have any tolerance of foreign films and you enjoy martial arts films or crime dramas go see it it won't disappoint you in either respect cool well wow. I, I i'm give looking it, forward to it. yeah let's let's hear your rating. Oof, i give it um 17 out of 19 uh you know what's the back part of the hammer called where you take the nail out 
the claw. Yeah, I take it. 17 out of 19 hammer claws to the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're going to switch gears here. <laughs> And talk about a very uh, a different kind of brutal <laughs> movie. Of a little bit of a different movie. Uh, this week's movie, Mistaken for Strangers. Tom Berenger chronicles his time spent on the road as a member of the tour crew for The National, the rock and roll band fronted by his brother, Matt. All right. This is a documentary. Rockumentary. A rockumentary. Uh, sort of. Sort of. Uh, I, I I was thinking about. It. I'm, I'm not sure how how to describe this this uh, film. It's been. I mean, I guess the cast is really like if you listen to the national, it's all the members of the yep, band it's all, it's plus all his brother band. and his parents and a few and, and a, a few, few of the roadies. Uh, yeah. Actually, there are some celebrities in it. At one point, you see uh, what's his face, Gabe from Arrested Development, among other many 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 things. Joe. Yeah, Will Arnett. Will Arnett is in it for a little bit. Oh, ah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. I forgot about that. And in they, they, Jim, they John mentioned Kaczynski's Werner Herzog, and he's like hanging out outside because yeah. he forgets the guest Werner, list. Werner Herzog is, I guess, in it or mentioned in it. Mentioned in but, it. But yeah, it's mostly just the band. If you've ever listened to the band, great. If you haven't, you don't really need no, to at I all. I was going to say, okay, so I have I, before this, I had heard the National. But I didn't. I didn't have any opinion on the national. My right. my wife and is after a, seeing the movie, your opinion probably won't change. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's yeah. So this this movie came about, um, and they talk about this in in the documentary. Mm-hmm. So this kind of kind of came about where uh, Tom Beringer is kind of like a just not doing anything right. with his life, and his brother is super successful, um, and so he gets the chance to. You know, they, they invite him uh, to be uh, on on the the tour as as a roadie, mm-hmm. year, and he just year des- long tour, and he just decides to bring a camera and document it. And so the first half of the movie is just other roadies getting super pissed at him because he's not doing his job. Yeah, and like the other band members obviously just doing this favor for Matt. Well, yeah, and, and it's abundantly it's abundantly clear that like the rest of the band and pretty much everyone else doesn't see the doc like they don't think the documentary is like serious right I think it's just like a fun little thing that he's doing you know and they're, just hu- they're just humoring him yeah um and i will say that uh the tom the 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 the, the director filmmaker whatever you want to call him here uh it, it's clear that he doesn't know what he's doing either right <laughs> like he is so lost so the first half of this is really just cringy mm-hmm. like it's just him it's getting very awkward at. at times um Oh, incredibly awkward! It's, at times. it's awkward humor a lot of through a lot of the movie because it's funny, but it's also just like, why are you doing? Yeah, like just, <laughs> why are you just stop stuff? talking to people? The, the, like the, this? Qu- the questions he's asking them, just like, why would you ask that? That's awful. Yeah, it, it turns. He starts out by being like, he wants to make a documentary about his brother's band because he thinks, oh, and he presents it that way, like, oh, I'll do a documentary about the band. So it starts out with him like interviewing and doing like band questions you know oh blah 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 about tour but very quickly it turns to him just sort of asking about his brother right yeah and And, 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 like it almost instantly like just turns into a documentary about just the relationship that he has with his brother um and and almost a look at like here's what happens when one sibling is remarkably successful and the other is not (laughs) yeah <laughs> because it kind of like you can really tell that like 
Tom is is, is super jealous mm-hmm. of his brother's, you know, or at the very success. least, like insecure of his success versus his unsuccess. Right, right. Um, and then it, it gets really, really awkward when he um, has to interview his parents. Yeah, and then it just becomes that's actually like, one of the more interesting because yeah, the movie switches. Because switches gears in the middle. I don't want to really say yeah, why, but but it switches gears and he it, it becomes more focused on like just him and his parents for a little bit, and that's an interesting part of the movie because they give you insight into that. Like when he was younger, he was viewed as the creative one, right? His brother was more like the straight laced, like sort of jock. You know, maybe not like a full on jock, but like a bit more of like the straight laced, like normal kid. Yeah. Normal habits. And they Whereas, could, they, like, Tom was, like, the creative one, like, the kid that was far out there, but the one that would, like, grow up to do, like, super creative, like, impressive things. Yeah, they thought he was going to be the art, the artist. And they even show you, like, their artwork. Right. And, like, Matt's is, like, kind of crude and, like, what you'd expect from, like, a young kid doing art. And then they show you, like, Tom's. It's, and it's just super like, crazy. Crazy, highly conceptual, like, Inception-esque. And it's drawn well. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting that, like, even his parents say, like, oh, yeah, you were always, like, we always thought you were, like, the talented one. Like, <laughs> they more or less say that, like, Tom's yeah. the talented one. Yeah. I mean, Max his mom even flat out says, like, you still are the one that I think is the, the most talented. You're just yeah. unfocused. Right. Uh, and, and you really get a sense of that, like, throughout the the uh, documentary. that th- This guy is just very sporadic. Right. He's all over the place. And you get a sense that, like, he could succeed if he mm-hmm. just set his mind to something. I mean, his mom even says like, at one point, like, you just wanted to quit. Which everything. is the most, it's the most meta thing because they keep talking about, like, oh, if you just put your mind to things. And in the film... Within the film, he never really succeeds. Really, no, no. In fact, I mean, even it, show the the the, yeah. the like he puts the um, first time that he shows the documentary, the rough cut of yeah. it before a national show, and it like bombs and fails big time. Well, and he has like even projector problems. Like even from a technical standpoint, it just doesn't go well. Yeah, it's, everything falls apart for but him. But then you're looking at it from this meta standpoint of like, oh, oh okay, but like <clears throat> the documentary is like done, and I'm watching it, and it's good. So like yeah he did yeah. so like on a meta scale you're thinking like okay he did succeed even though he's not like showing it himself but like yeah. I'm watching this and it's good and it came together yeah so this it's this is... weird like meta thing I don't know I've heard it compared to to Spinal Tap but that's not a very apt that's comparison a, yeah either. that's a, that's a poor it's a bit comparison. of a reach yeah because Spinal Tap <clears throat> is obviously a, a comedy right. uh, intentionally and intentionally a this has unintentional comedy but it's not a parody. No, no, there's, um, there's, 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 yeah, and and there are some really uncomfortable scenes, at yes. least from my perspective, where I'm because I don't like cringy <laughs> things, and I'm like, oh, this is really uncomfortable to watch because you're just watching somebody, uh, just fail over and over and over again. Uh, but then, like, you know that he pulled it together because you're watching this, like you said, it's super meta. Yeah, I mean, I hate using that term, but it this is a, a very apt well, and it's use also, of that word. As someone that I, you know, I, I generally enjoy like good documentaries, and it's interesting to watch a documentary that actually keeps going and shows you him editing, right? The documentary, like it's so a you're documentary a, you actually on the start, documentary. you actually start seeing the beginnings of the what you're watching being made. Right. That, like, takes up a bit of the end of the film, and you're just like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh... 
it it it's it's very much worth watching, even if you don't care for the national. Like I said, I had I had no opinion of the band. Uh, my wife listened to them a lot, uh, so of course that meant I listened to them a lot. Um, but I could not tell you a single song by them. Um, yeah, and, and I, I mean, was shocked again, when they had so many albums. I was like, how did I? I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, and again, like. The band part, it's like they show you like maybe a total of like seven or eight minutes of concert footage throughout right. the entire film. Right. And that's including a segment which is more or less like not even really part of the film. Right. Um, and yeah, like the music takes up a lot of the soundtrack. And there's a couple, there's a couple parts where it shows them, you know, practicing or like recording, but very much not the focus of the film. No. So if you're going in, you know, expecting like, oh, this is like my favorite band. I want to watch a cool documentary. Right. About I, I maybe I, then you'll be disappointed. But. Yeah, I was about to say. I I would almost think that that would hurt the move, like the viewing for you. If, right. If you're a super so, big fan, so of don't the so don't go in. But honestly, like as someone, I really enjoy the band, and this is much better than just your standard. You know, let's follow the band around documentary. Right. You get yeah. something more, which is a generally entertaining and oftentimes like fascinating look at like two brothers. And like this guy that's trying to do something compelling. Uh, one of the best <laughs> parts of the movie is are when you actually see his like other movies. Like his older projects are like these ridiculous like low budget slasher films. Right, right. Like yeah. I, I think the one that you actually see the most of is like something about like a prehistoric like serial killer. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like a guy that's just like smashing people with hammers, and and, and the, he's showing it to like. The band, the the band manager, because they want to know like about what he's doing, and he's like, "Well, let me show you some of my other yeah, work." My previous, and the guy work. just kind of sits there, like dumbfounded. Every time he interacts with some of the other crew members, not the band, but the crew members, you can tell they just hate him so oh, yeah. much. Like the band actually like humors him. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the the band, you know, the guitarist, like he asks he asks him to do some of the stupidest things. And he, he does. He does them all. He, he goes them along all. with it. He's like, whatever. It's it's his brother, um, and he, you know, a lot of times, even as the movie goes on, and he keeps like hounding him about like his brother. He kind of like relents and is like, all right, we'll t- we'll talk about this, and I'll tell you how I feel about him. Right. Right. Well, I'm I I'm not sure how I'm going to rate this. It's a tough. It's I a mean, tough rating. Documentaries themselves are often. Documentaries, when they're done well, are still not something where you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch it again. Right, yeah. This is definitely um, worth watching. Yeah. But I, uh, but after I've watched it now, I don't, I don't have the, the urge to, like, revisit it. So I mean, maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just leave it at that. Or it's like, yeah, you should definitely see it. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, I, I will also say it's worth seeing. And I guess I should mention, so this is not, we usually do a theatrical film on this week. We didn't have time, one, because we were at PAX. Yeah, we were at PAX. Get off our PAX, uh, all right? Yeah, so get we off our PAX. B- we just got back three days ago. Get off our get PAX. Get off our PAX. Uh, so, and this is not a Netflix movie. Um, I mean, it's still in, you can in get certain it. theaters. It's in certain theaters, here. but you can get it off iTunes if you just type in Mistaken for Strangers. It's, it's coming like, to like direct yes. streaming. I imagine it'll be on other streaming services yeah. within yeah, it, the it, year. It, it, no, no, very, very soon. Oh, it's coming really? to multiple streaming services. Sweet. So, so it, it'll, it'll be around, and, and it's definitely worth watching. Like If you like documentaries at all, I think... Just on the merit alone that it is kind of unique for a documentary and yeah. that goes into yeah. the documentary making process, it's it's worth watching. 
So yeah. yes, I agree completely. I think this it's it's so worth checking out. So that's something that I didn't realize that Chris doesn't like cringe. It cringe I, yeah type cringe films. stuff drives. So me. like, do you not like uh, like the original Office? Well, I've never watched the original okay. Office, so right. I don't know. But like, take um, a perfect example would be like, um, what about like Bad Grandpa? I thought you liked that. Jackass, I can like that. And that, like the Jackass van. That it, that, it, that I can kind of stuff like uh, the Ali like Dally G show. You don't like that. I I appreciate it, but like really? I can't watch it. Weird. I can only watch it for like five minutes. But at your a time. reaction isn't to laugh; it's to like be like, "Oh, geez. my!" My reaction is this is so awkward. If I was in this situation, I would dive out a plate glass window to get out of that room. <laughs> That's very interesting. Like when he's interviewing Buzz Aldrin, that wasn't like the funniest thing ever. And he's like, "Is the moon made of cheese?" Yeah, like that stuff. I would be like, "Do you think in the future we will be able to land on the sun?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. That stuff. That stuff is is, and it depends on how outland. I think I think I can handle Jackass because Jackass gets super and, and not it's not always involving others. Like I was saying, Bad Grandpa in particular, because that one is more focused on other people that that most that of I would jackasses have to, is just themselves um um something like bad grandpa i could not watch in theaters i would i need to be able to watch that in a situation where i can pause it and walk away yeah it would take me that's four hours to watch that movie <laughs> that's interesting um because yeah. like that like i mean that is something that like i i watch a lot i mean you know you have the office original office pretty much every ricky gervais yeah. series it can be taken to an extreme though yeah. So there there were even episodes of the American Office. Uh the one Oh, the one with the kids. The, that, that's the worst one ever. Yeah, what that's is it? Another level. Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots, I think, might be the name of the episode. That's ridiculous. That is the most <laughs> awkward. Because there's like, like I, I there's like, like no I, rev- resolution. No. I would very much I was very much expecting the American Office to have Something swoop in at the end and give these kids a college, like, like education. Like I was so waiting for somebody yeah. to win the lottery or some nonsense, or like some other person Gosh. just to be like, just to like I, fix the problem. I remember watching that in college with like fan of the show Tony Skiles and so like, Chris. Watch- real quick, there was this yeah. t- like Steve Carell's character uh-huh. uh, got all wrapped up in ex- in excitement when he was like. Help when he was watching when he started out and when he was showing these kids like he like went to a school and met with them or whatever and he got so excited and caught up in the moment that he that he told this class of children that he would pay for their college because in his mind he was his career was like about to Taking skyrocket yeah. right and so he would be able to afford this in the future right so he said every single one of you has a college education when you grow up and like everybody went nuts and he was like and like his character is like very much about attention, so like he was so like reveling in everybody's like, "You're such an amazing person, you're so great." And then it's like n- now fast forward to today, and the kids are just about to graduate high school, yeah. and he can't. And he has he can't to tell them he, he cannot. Gets, he gets the call, and he's like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> he remembers that he has to do this thing, See, I'm and so he basically has to like let them down, and it's like. The most awkward moment in like American television by far. Yeah, yes. I, I remember watching it with friend of the show Tony Skiles, and after the first commercial break, like after he goes into the class, I'm just like, I don't know if I can watch the rest. Like it's it's 
so awkward. That's a bit, that, but that's how I am with like a lot of like. There, there's a lot of stuff. Um, an, a, a great we we talked about earlier. Like th- there are parts of Spinal Tap that I find difficult to watch. Yeah. Mm. That gets I'm just like, too, yeah. Oh god, this See, is I, awkward. I, I love that stuff. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I will admit Parker, that you, it's cringy. Yeah. Like I will admit that sometimes, even like especially in like the original Office, there are moments where I have to pause it. But it's only because I'm like laughing uncontrollably at ah, how cringy it is and so like I don't want to miss anything so I like finish like l- like reacting and then I'll start it back up again it's not like I need to like compose myself because anxiety levels are See, rising for me, for me it's anxiety <laughs> because for me I put myself in that situation right. and there is nothing nothing <laughs> on this earth I hate more than awkward situations right was speaking about packs this year there was a couple of times <laughs> yeah. where I was yeah. like you, wanna you know what some stories I'm, I'm, well there, there, there were a few times where I'm like hey uh, this line that I've been waiting an hour for, I'm leaving because I cannot put up with this <laughs> shit any longer. Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to go into too much detail, but there, like, there were several socially awkward parts. That means like, it's a story about me or you, Matt. No, that's you weren't even there. To. I told you guys the uh, story. That time when I tried to make out with Chris <laughs> in the line, and he was like, like, "Dude, stop it!" And I was like, "It'll be funny. <laughs> It'll be funny." No, um, I told you guys. I told. I'm out of here. I I told you guys about the uh, the writers panel I went to. Yeah, it just, no, it, just yeah. it just was all fell apart. Yeah. And I was like, well, I gotta get out of here. Well, and okay. I literally just I left mid sentence. <laughs> this movie is really not that awkward. Right, no, right, I would right, not right. even put it near like no, the middle no. range of like no. American. Office. There, there, like, it just there has are some moments where he's like doing stupid things and the crew members are like hey you're doing a bad job which is true i could think of like two or three scenes in the movie where i was like oh god i feel so bad for this dude but then i also thought like he brought it on himself yeah at no point did did i ever cringe or groan gotcha gotcha see i did um but I have like probably a much higher threshold. I was just oh, yeah. I was just curious about that opinion because like I heard you mention it, and I was wanted to delve into it further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. So that just, out the podcast. Just trying to figure <laughs> out the character that is Chris Clump. The mm-hmm. character that is me. The character mm-hmm. of Clump. So just trying to figure out a brother, right? It's uh, what the movie's all about. To, it's what this trying to figure all about. a brother out. Trying to trying to figure a brother no, out. No, I never. I, uh, ne- I never wanted a brother. Glad I don't really have one. Aw, <laughs> it hurts me that you say that. Um, I'll give this movie a rating. I'll give it five out of six studio albums by The National that I've actually nice. listened to. All right. Apparently I'll they have a self-titled album from 2001, but I have never seen or listened to it. I will give it five out of six uh, National albums I haven't listened to. Cause Which one have you listened to? I have no idea. Whatever my wife played <laughs> in the car. Hi, Violet. Whatever she played on Spotify, it could be a mixture. I have no clue. Ah, uh, yeah, it could be just a playlist. I just, I just know I was like, "Who is this?" Band? Was there a song that went like this? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's like all of them. Um, here, here, so, so, so my wife plays the national, and I'm like, "Oh, this band's okay," and then like I instantly forget about them. Right. Well, but the national is a band though that like the first few times I listened to them, I was like whatever i don't care about this and then like it like grew on me like a to weed be, yeah to be honest they're a band that i can't believe are as popular as they right. actually are because you i have never listened to one of their albums and i was like hell yeah i right. love this right i have to listen like i have to listen to their albums like five times before i'm like yeah this is pretty good right. and then like another five times so i'm like yeah i actually really like this yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird band because like there are there were stuff like we saw them at um, 
that short-lived festival that was out in New York City. I forget what it's called. Some Liberty something. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we saw them out there, and like I, I, I downloaded a bunch of music, like their top ten hits or whatever, right. on Last FM in, in preparation for it, because I had never heard of them. And I was like listening to it in the background, and I did not care about it. And then by the time we were going to the show, like a month later, I was like, I'm so excited to see this band. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was just like it weirdly grew on me, like in the background. Like it was, it's a great album. It's a great music to put on when you're not paying attention to it. <laughs> And they then, they do put like, on a good show too. Which yes, I, they do. The the the, uh, the documentary definitely showcases one of my favorite things is that Matt will just go into the crowd yeah. and sometimes just he'll around just them. keep going. <laughs> like at one it point, shows the roadie trying in. to un, like give yeah. him more cord. Yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, he goes into the lobby at the entrance <laughs> of the show and is like singing by himself, yep. away yep. from the crowd, and then comes back in. So anyway, yes, yeah, this is good. Just, just the one run. thing that was funny about seeing them, though, that we saw them and then we saw that Cage the Elephant, like, soon after. Yeah. And that guy, like, he did. He got down and he got into the crowd. But in order to get down, it was, like, a big ordeal for him to climb down. Like, it, he looked so awkward doing it. And then to get back up, he, like, needed all this help. <laughs> and, like, he finally got up. And the guy from Cage the Elephant left off the stage at one point, ran around in the crowd, and then he running leaped back onto the stage. Oh, like, he just, like, ran and then just, like, jumped and then, <laughs> like, landed on the stage. And we were like, wow, that dude's got a lot of energy. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. That's nuts. All right. Well, uh, that about wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic on this episode of Enter the Critic. Uh, no, that wraps every, it up for the whole series. Yep, episode. season finale. That's it. Honestly, I hope pretty, you enjoyed it. I'm pretty tired. Let's just call Let's it quits. Just call it quits. Yeah, then Forever. <laughs> what, what if though? What if our season ended like at the beginning of the summer? <laughs> and then we're like, all right, so there's not a lot of movies coming out. So we're just gonna take, <laughs> we're just gonna take a couple month break. Yeah, take a couple months off. <laughs> we'll see you guys in September, back when all the good movies start yep, up again. Yep. Can't wait for that fall run or the uh, the the February run. Yeah, we'll see you back in February. Uh, so uh, next week's movie, we're continuing the Netflix Essentials. 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 What is that? Essentials. As I say, you get more lispy every time. I'm a little confused by that. Essentials. You're trying to be like some kind of. I don't know, like some Disney Cobra. snake from the eight, like from the seventies. Cobra, Cobra. You trying to be Cobra Commander? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next movie we're doing is uh, Martin Scorsese's classic *Raging Bull*. So, well, just 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 watch it. So, yeah. so, I, so I can do spoilers because I'm going to do spoilers. So it's such a pleasant it. movie. Just it sit is. down and <laughs> sit down with the whole family. Sit down with the Bring kids. the whole family yep, around. It's great. It's wonderful. Um. So, uh, as always, want to remind everybody to check out our Facebook page, uh, you know, get involved there, uh, like us, uh, share us, you know, love us. friends, uh, go on iTunes, rate and review us, please. That'd be, that'd be awesome of you. Uh, if you have any, uh, suggestions for some shotgun reviews, please put them on the Facebook page, uh, and we will get to them as soon as possible. Um, as always, want to thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remixed albums. You can get them B-O-B. at geekremixed.com. Bobby Ray. <laughs> Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray? It's, uh, Bobby Rayberts. Yeah, it's Bobby Rayberts. Rayberts. <laughs> Bobby uh, Ray is the name of B.O.B., the rapper. Right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but not this Bobby. Not that. No. But maybe this Bobby. Is it the same guy? 
No. Ah, uh, dang it! Man, all this time, <laughs> I was like, I thought dang, it was like a side. How did project. Chris get Bob's music? That's Shit, amazing. No, no, he knows some connections. No, this is just a podcaster out of Portland. And then at first, I thought I thought he was actually the Christian ska punk band. So is Bob. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Bunch of believers. Bunch of believers. Oh. <laughs> Mission trip to Mexico. Things no one should remember. No one. Uh, right, can we end this? Yep. <laughs> All right. Do it. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Klum. Do it, Matt Parker. <laughs> we'll, Do it. We'll see you next time. Shut it down. <laughs>